listeners, and welcome to another episode of the WIP12 podcast. Today, I have a, another exciting feature. Um, we're going to be talking about NCA. That's the uh, Neo-Terran Capitoline Army, uh, a pano-sectorial. And with me, I have Antipodian Bolt, um, another keen pano player. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Nice. Definitely a keen uh, Neo-Terran Bolt player. Yeah, that's for certain. absolutely. Um, it's in the name, right? Yeah, definitely. Um. So you've you've been playing Pano for a little while, right? Like you're always talking about Pano on Discord and stuff, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, so originally I picked up, when I was playing in a hobby shop, picked up uh, Infinity back in like the N2 days, early N3. Right. Um, originally started off with Ariana with the ant- like the actual antipodes, uh-huh. funnily uh-huh. enough. Um, but it wasn't quite sitting with me. And then I, and then I saw the Neoterran bolts and I'm like, you got me. So nice. I'm in. You're, so, you're in um, at that point. Yep. Yep. So from there, I've kind of had, I had the NCA starter for a good portion of time. Uh-huh. And that unfortunately was, um, kind of put on hold for a long period of, of like time because like, a lot of our gaming community was focusing on other things like War Machine and right. 40K. And like there wasn't quite so that much of a build up. But uh-huh. however, like, we're coming into the later half of N3 and now N4. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just completely exploded. So Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are you playing? Um, are you like East Coast? Um, or? So, uh, Sydney. <clears throat> I'm oh, right, playing cool. Sydney at the moment. Yeah. So we've definitely got a uh, big double Yoda meta. Down yeah. There. yeah, absolutely. So. I've heard about that, yeah. Um, so, and was it always NCA or have you like played, you know, Svalheimer and other things or... So I've I've dabbled into most of the rest of Pano uh-huh. um, since playing NCA, but like I originally started with NCA right. purely for those bolts, and then just elite, and then I've got nearly everything now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. are you are you happy in Pano at the moment, or are you looking to try anything else? Um, so I, I've I've branched out into Starmata um, and White Company. Uh-huh. Um, purely because of those I've like despite firing company having linkable orcs and bolts mm-hmm. I I haven't quite looked at them because nomads sure you, it's, it's not um, for you yeah I, I like it and I have I have list building like I do a lot of a lot of list building right um, and then then I go to the more experienced players and I'll I'll typically get them to just bash it down until I can justify why I'm taking what I'm taking and sure. provide them a purpose and stuff like that. Um, but I haven't, the, 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 the gaming style of foreign company hasn't quite sat with me. Yeah. Yeah. In that regards, like <laughs> I would love if bolts and orcs can, um, link in NCA, mm-hmm. but I understand why they don't. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, for some reason, Foreign Company hasn't, I, I'd, I'd try them, but there's certain design spaces there that I'm just like, mm, I just may as well play piano. Right. It's just, it's not no, quite clicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. 
All right. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. So I guess it's good to talk to someone that's so Pano focused, especially for this. Um, We also haven't done a ton of Pano episodes, which is quite interesting, uh, especially for a podcast called Whip 12. Um, You would have thought we'd start with Pano, but uh, there you go. Here we are. Funnily enough, Pano has a higher predominance of Whip 13, actually. Yeah, there is actually a reasonable amount of uh, Whip 13, isn't there? Yeah, I did a a list and there's like about four Whip 12 specialists in Mm -hmm. Pano and like one or two Whip uh, Whip 14 and the rest is Whip 13, so. Yeah, there is a lot. I think... It's, it's just the predominant ones that you see because of Whip 12 is usually the Fusilier hackers. And I'm yeah, sure absolutely. Warlaw will come out with a uh, video, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Warlaw, <laughs> um, about the Fusilier Lieutenant episode. So, um, Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty interesting. But you're right, like it's mainly shaped by people seeing Fusiliers and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, um, exactly, yep. Um, and Bolts are Whip 12 as well, I think. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. Bolts, orcs, and hang on, where's my list? All right, so, so Echo Bravo. Echo Bravo is the mm-hmm. uh, other Whip 12. So I made a list of the amount of hackers in the faction just because I was bored. Yeah, um, why not? You know. And there's 15 Whip 13 hackers uh-huh. in Pano with ranging like BTS 0 to BTS like nine for example okay um four whip 12 hackers and two whip 14 being well actually one being uh deferson so sure what's the santiago is that 13 13 yeah 13 bts3 yeah reasonable okay um well there you go so uh pano actually has a high proportion of whip 13 specialists so um maybe they're unfairly uh labeled yeah, a, it's it's that lieutenant uh, yeah. side of things. <clears throat> yeah, so. definitely. So let's have a little think about NCA then. Um, yeah. Obviously, NCA is supposed to be, I suppose, the most technologically advanced pano sectorial. Um, yes, it, it definitely is high tech. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of mainstay forces being that, yes, it, it would have to be the biggest Pano faction in terms of background and so forth because it's got the most funding um, in the capital city and you'd want your biggest, your capital city to have the biggest funding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In terms of high high tech, so it's kind of, I see it as their ability, like their protection in that regards Mm -hmm. less so than like like you've got large amounts of Remotes, yes, yeah. um, high key gunfighters that can kind of offset a lot of the asymmetric style uh, fighting that right. some of the other factions have. Yeah, they yes, they would be high tech. Yes, they are the mainstay faction because mm-hmm. they are the capital capital element. However, there are like uh, some factions such as um, Svalheimer and uh, MO that kind of lean into the heavy infantry side of things a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. So you've got more high-tech, medium to light infantry capabilities. Um, but, yeah, it's just 
in terms of high tech, you don't really see big factions of like uh, heavy infantry in there. Right, in that right. Regards. So, however, <laughs> oh, sorry. In uh, however, I have managed to make an entire list with no humans whatsoever. Nice. Just uh, using using just tags remotes. and remotes. Yeah, it's really good for that actually. So, what you're saying is obviously like Neo Terra is the capital world of Pan Oceania. Um, yes. And the sectoral is high tech in specific ways. It's not necessarily um, got the like broadest range of heavy infantry and things like that. But what it does have is it has some really nice counters to things. So you've got the MSV3 right on the Aquila. Yep. Um, yep. You've got the TO. Uh, sorry, it's not called TO anymore, is it? Um, you've got the Mimitism no. Minus 6 and the Camouflage on the Swiss Guard. Um yep. And then you're right. You've got some other specific tools on like light and medium infantry. You've got the, um, yes. oh, what's it called? The Blackfriar, right? That has the yep. uh, the biometric visor and some things like that. Yep. And you've got the, the HRL profile from military orders was added mm-hmm. in after I kept bullying uh, Heloise to get it in. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice faction that brings some quite specialist kit. Um, I mean, MSV3, right? It's, uh, it's a pretty rare pretty rare piece of equipment actually yes yes and, and there's there's certainly times where the msv3 can um seem very very good uh, mm-hmm. and then there's other times where if you're not facing anyone um with camo or mimetism and it's just like i'm paying exorbitant amount of points for no real benefit in that yeah. regards so but in that in that instance you're kind of just paying for a bs15 multi-marksman rifle right um or a hmg basically which is you know tag level ballistic skill stats yeah absolutely i mean it seems pretty difficult to complain about a bs15 gunfighter um even at the worst of times yeah Um, yeah interesting sectorial because it just brings together lots of quite specific pieces like things that do certain jobs basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you say the best bits of NCA are? Like, what do you really, really enjoy about the faction? Low-hanging fruit, going to be the bolts. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, um, like, overall, I've there's a reason why I've kind of stuck with it, and then they're my go-to workhorse, um, despite the current changes in, like, rapid, um, like, motorbikes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're consistent and reliable and, and you know exactly how each piece fits in together and there's multiple ways you can fit uh, fit it in together. So you can go that overwhelming firepower of just bulk heavy machine guns or yeah. spitfires just mm-hmm. going downrange and then you just walk over a, um, a battlefield just covered in smoke right. uh, effectively um, of everything burning from your, <laughs> your firepower or you can go an alternate way and have like a big strong core and then having quick um, units like the CSUs or mm-hmm. um, like the hexes kind of running around by themselves and just right, kind right. of surgically removing it. Or even then like another um, style that I've started to do is like leverage um, that uh, more asymmetric style um, mm-hmm. that has become very prevalent in uh, N4 to counter that that null deploy right. tactic that's kind of 
prevalent as people kind of starting to get in the feel of the of the game again. Mm-hmm. So, so you've got some really good direct aggression stuff, um, yes. particularly you know things like bolts and um, Swiss Guard and stuff. Obviously, they're really nice direct um, gunfighter pieces. You've yep. also got some more, I guess, um, like you said asymmetric things like you know hexes that might be a little bit cheaper but they can take on infantry that are much more expensive than themselves um and you mentioned um nca being quite good against null deployment like what kind of units would you use against someone that goes prone like what would you do if they're like dug in what how would you got the you've that that kind of one you'd have the squallow Uh with a grenade launcher right right uh, and you've got a bs15 tag who can just kind of start ferreting out those things. You've got uh, the Garuda. Yes. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, and and if you're kind of wanting to push him across the line, you've even got the Locust. Yeah, that's true. As well. Like that's he's true. very, he's a very capable active fighter. Unfortunately, if you're going second, which as a result of some of our leadership role, uh, our whip roles in mm-hmm. um, the initiative phase, sometimes you might end up going second and as a result he kind of gets uh pasted onto the the battlefield in the first turn because uh of positioning of so forth because he's so isolated that the rest of the forces can't can't protect him unless you take peacemakers to kind of babysit him right yeah so So the locust is nice because you've got the mimetism minus six and the infiltration but without a marker state if you're going second he can be a little bit um left out i guess yeah um, so the good stuff with NCA really is um, primarily that overwhelming firepower, but a couple of other options to go around the side as well. The Garuda in particular is, is great. I really like the Garuda, yeah. actually. Um, and and the forward observer profile that is coming out with mm-hmm. N4 uh, is probably the peak piece um, in that because he, even if I don't end up using him as a specialist he's quite a capable gunfighter yeah in that regards yeah. because you throw like an evo bot over the top of him and give him marksman for example yeah um and then because he's got forward observer if he's got a a good line onto somebody in their back arc outside of zone of control for example he can throw mm-hmm. out that marker state and boost up his bs again um, right, so he right. can he can make a really good tidy assassin piece. That's um, really nice. Yeah, if you need a, a sideline specialist coming in, mm-hmm. um, and have had a game, I believe against Raymond. In yeah. fact, where he took the Hectacore, and I've I've snuck in that Garuda. Um, unfortunately, sometimes my rolls go bad, and <laughs> uh, Raymond's a very yeah. good good player so i was able to kind of start plinking away that that hectacore just coming in and targeting uh the the psychops for example mm, that's really useful so, yeah um like it would have been easier for the the spitfire to do it obviously mm-hmm. um however i did need that option of that forward observer um to be in the list just to kind of give me a backup piece that can get out of the deployment zone yeah. Um, at short notice. Yeah, I mean, so so the Garuda with its um with its parachutist is great to just come on the side. It's capable gunfighter. Yep. It's uh, BS twelve and mimetism. You can't complain about that, right? Um, yep. And you know, one really nice thing I guess about the forward observe part of the profile is that if you 
spotlight someone, get them targeted, uh, not spotlight, you forward observe, sorry, get them targeted, then I guess that's quite a nice combo with the Squalo as well, right? If you want to start throwing some grenades out there, you could maybe yeah. like start clipping multiple models, right? And getting the plus three. Yes, exactly. Um, that's nice, so, yeah. So yeah, NCA can very much leverage how each peach within the army kind of brings to the table to enhance uh, to enhance their uh, own capabilities in that regard. Right. Um, whereas right. some other factions have have to lean on individual capabilities to produce um, a result on the table, and then kind of then come in behind and do mm-hmm. their own piece. So they're kind of working independently. Where Pano and specifically NCA very much lean into getting support from their um their other units right and to kind of produce a a greater effect than the sum of their parts that makes sense yeah so you you put all of the pieces together and you end up with something that's more powerful than it might seem on paper definitely and you can do that i suppose with you've got some really nice synchronized units with the um uh the peacemakers which i love i love peacemakers um peacemakers are like the best best unit ever i I like to say to people, and I'm not even joking, that peacemakers are secretly the best troops in uh, in Pano, and people don't realize it. Um, I'm probably, I, I think I'm half joking, um, but there's some truth there. I think they're amazing. I really like them. Yes, uh, they're they're quite capable. I want to I want to get some time on the board with the uh, the Spitfire version, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with the new FAQ being able to throw that Oxbot right up front. Yeah. Uh, get that template down, force them into a bad decision as to either do I advance uh, under the template or go around it. Right. And then, like, he comes in over the top with a suppressive fire, spitfire. So. Yeah, that's really nice. Because um, are a Peacemaker's 6-4 movement, or I think, yes. yeah, they are. So with something like that, if the opponent throws that template out with your 6-inch move, you could probably get around it, couldn't you? I imagine. Usually, yeah. Yeah, it seems depending good. upon where you start, obviously. So sure, there's going to be, sure. um, but like you, even if you the if they target the peacemaker, you go around the template with the peacemaker, mm-hmm. and it's just hit mode them. Yeah. Um, or you and you send the ox bot through, and probably end up having that that unit engaged because it's just an ox bot. Yeah, absolutely. A, like who cares, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just the exactly. Ox bot. Yeah, that's nice. Um, thinking a bit about what's maybe less good in NCA, I think one of the criticisms I see a lot from people is that um, NCA has uh, no tricks, no asymmetrical play. Like They're just gunfighters. What would you say to that? Because I actually don't agree with that personally, but what's your take? What do you think? In terms of not having any tricks it's it's not true because you don't know what is hiding mm-hmm. like it it could be the swiss it could be hexes um like you, you don't know what could be hiding mm-hmm. um, so in in that regards like it could be a gunfighter it could be a specialist like you could be going out thinking you've completely wiped out all the specialists to push a button and all of a sudden uh, one of my specialists reveals and just walks into the press the button and I win the game. So right, right. Um, it, it's just about being able to create a an opportunity for yourself to rush those specialists forward. 
mm-hmm. um, because if you get locked into the deployment zone, then the, some of those specialists aren't getting out. Whereas right. a hexer hacker or killer hacker can actually push out of that push out of that deployment zone far more effective. Mm-hmm. And it's like even though you have kind of gotten into the mindset where you've locked me in, I, I can still find a way out. Right. Um, or I can bring in the Garuda. Um, so you don't you don't know what's hiding right. in that regards. Yeah. So that criticism is not really fair, is it? Because it might look superficially like NCA um, is very straightforward and doesn't have tricks. But actually what you're saying is correct. You know, there's a lot of hidden deployment um, and uh, parachutist in the faction. You've got the Garuda, you've got yep. the Swiss, you've got the Hexer. Someone yep. might think that they have you on the ropes, you know, they've really locked you in, they've killed your specialists. Suddenly, yeah, exactly. uh, Swiss Guard Hacker shows up, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I really agree with what you're saying, that actually it can be quite a tricky sector. Um, and we all know about the Swiss Guard missile as well, right? Like, you've got yes. to play around that. That's um, that's a yep. top piece. Yeah, exactly. And, and NCA can potentially lean into less orders, um, as a as a general rule, just purely to consistently reinforce that perception that there's a Swiss missile right, hiding right. as well. So it's just in the end playing the player as opposed to the opposing faction as well. So you want to get into that mind as like, is this now when my core link is about to get plastered with a missile from <laughs> yeah. the S15 hidden trooper just? kind of standing on a rooftop or out in the open because I haven't been able to target him. Yeah. Um, so while they don't have a lot of the sneakiness that many people would per se with, say, nomads or mm-hmm. Islam, mm-hmm. they do have sneakiness. While limited sneakiness, say, compared to ASA, for example, it's mm-hmm. just fulfills their role in a different way. Yes. Yeah, it does. So, um and I really like that point as well, that actually, you know, you can play some really irritating mind games with NCA. You know, you can take that 14-troop yep. list, right, and your opponent's going to spend their entire game being like, okay, where's the Swiss missile, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, you only had 14 troops to begin with, and you had maybe a Garuda off the board or something exactly. like that, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, that it's a really um, difficult thing to play around, and everyone's on the lookout for that BS fifteen missile. I mean, it's a it's a nasty ARO, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and especially like you've still got the Erlands, um, while oh, yeah, not course. as prevalent. Um, like he's still got a marker state, mm-hmm. yes, which S six marker. It's an S six marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never guess. No, nobody, nobody ever play a shell game with you there. Um, he he can leverage that marker state to be out and his six four move to yeah. you know kind of get into some good positions to open right. up open up a few doors for you so yeah, definitely so you don't need to play nca completely direct head-on you know uh just no. gunfight from one angle you can play the ulan you can go around the side you can start using some strange angles and and things like yeah. that so i i actually well, it, really like it for that yeah, so even if you take the squallow, you can just hit hide the squallow behind and then just kind of just constantly spend about eleven orders mm-hmm. dropping dropping a heavy grenade launcher. Yeah. Um, on people's heads. So I, I believe there's an NCO or lieutenant profile of the squallow, I think. 
Um, yeah, but the those ones don't have. Oh, they don't um, have it. Okay, don't, don't have the grenade launcher. So mm-hmm. the normal Squalo, NCO Squalo, and Lieutenant uh, Squalo all have the multi. Uh, heavy machine gun. Right. And okay. then there's one profile that has a grenade launcher plus one damage. Sure. So it gets plus two damage overall from the, uh, the, the plus one uh, BS attack plus one dam from the tag profiles. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so we've talked about that criticism that NCA is just one dimensional and kind of decided that that's not necessarily true. Um, yep. But what would you say, in your opinion, like is the weakness of NCA? Like, in your opinion, what do they not do that well? So forward projection, forward okay. projection of forces, being able to get that midfield presence pretty early is a lot harder for them. Mm-hmm. You're kind of leaning on locusts and peacemakers. Yeah. In that yeah. in that realm, um, so in in that regards, for midfield presence is definitely a, a down. We've got we've got Ada Swanson. Mm-hmm. I'm probably never going to use her. Like <laughs> Fair she, enough. Yeah, I know she's an she's an option. Like, I'm not saying for not to use her. Like she's got a burst force submachine gun, viral mines. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you're going up against. Um, Ariadna, she's got viral mines and a viral pistol, so mm-hmm. it, it's and booty. So she's not she's not a terrible option. It's just most of the time, uh, for twenty three points, I can get a bullet to your Spitfire, yeah, and absolutely. solve the problem yeah. with a ti uh, ti unit through burst. Yeah, yeah. So that, you... that's the thing. So she's competing against very good um, mm. options that can leverage the other uh, components of the faction. She is yeah. more. So forward projection of threat is not particularly strong um, in the faction. You're going to find well, that in, most in of terms your... of forward forward projection of threat can be countered by the uh, increase or uptick of um, more bigger guns. However, mm-hmm. it's that midfield presence to to be able to uh, shield yourself. Right. from the enemy's infiltrators and stuff like that. That is going to be hard. So if they're, they're putting Morans down, they've already got that line, and then you've got to advance through that. Right. So if somebody tries to cross the line being the halfway point, um, you've now then kind of conceded the area or the roughly, what, 12 inches between your the halfway point and your yep. deployment zone depending upon the mission. So. Sure. So you won't have that buffer like nomads might have that buffer right exactly. with the morans you don't have that yeah um well you've got you've got peacemakers but yep. again they're not in a market state yes. and while they're good um they're not invulnerable so no, you kind of no, you have to be aware of it and if mm. if you are going second and they've got a you've got a faction with a big midfield presence yeah um chances are you've kind of making that assumption that you've lost the peacemaker and you need to pull them back yeah. or you just soak that loss and just kind of let them uh, be that tar pit as best sure. you can while you push everything else up and then sure. engage in your turn. Yeah. So you're probably going to concede the middle. You might lose yep. a peacemaker um, or two yep. um, trying to buffer your forces and, and keep the enemy away, I yeah, suppose. Definitely. Yeah. Um, one of the other weaknesses I personally feel with NCA, I don't know if you've found this as well, is that you can quite easily build lists that are quite hacking vulnerable. Um, orcs, 
for example, uh, lots of tags, lots of remotes like the bulleteer that you've mentioned. I, I often find um, that my lists end up reasonably vulnerable to hacking. Yes, uh, if you don't factor in that that's a threat as well. <laughs> so if you let them run off by themselves, then definitely I have had um, a Orc HMG just have be pictured down and mm-hmm. I just couldn't do anything. And at the time, it was my lieutenant as well. So it's like, gross. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. The first time I take an Orc HMG lieutenant, he gets locked down. Um, so, yes. Um, however, there are ways to do it through using um, – if you've got to make him come through your remotes mm-hmm. or you've got to come make him come through a, a repeater. So it's why I take the Evo bot. Um, right. Like, it's so you can throw fairy dust and while like your Swiss guard has BTS six, um, mm-hmm. his whip 13 hacker BTS six and you throw even a fairy dust on him. Like many people will go, well, why bother? Because, you know, um, he's got a marker state. You may as well spend the last order. Sometimes you get caught out. Right. Um, or he reveals and somebody's already got a repeater sitting over the top of you. Um, you're, you're impo- able to put a tin bot effectively down for those units. So that makes sense. with that Ev- Evo hacker, you kind of go, well, my remotes, my peacemakers are going to be my th- primary uh, access point. Mm-hmm. You throw the uh, tin bot, uh, the fairy dust over the peacemaker, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of coming through that is then already got a rem- uh, uh, firewall. Because right, you've got yeah. to, yeah. So the best way to mitigate sometimes that that hacking vulnerability is make them come through your repeaters as that opposed to the you going into theirs. Right. Um, so you, you create that standoff, um, and then kind of the best ca- killer hacker device is a gun. Yeah, that is definitely true. Um, so. So I think I agree, and I can definitely see that that if you're running a list that is going hard on hackable stuff, fairy dust can be incredibly useful. Um, yeah. And you know why would you not take an Evo anyway in a faction that has bulleteers and stuff like that? Marksmanship exactly. would be great on them too. Yeah. So and again, it's just highlighting NCA's ability to take the various parts of mm-hmm. its force. And then going, well, how can I interact with this other piece right. to make them either more um, resilient sure. or more lethal? So, yeah. yeah, like you're building these little synergies, aren't you? Um, yes. Where everything is becoming more dangerous because you're thinking quite carefully about your list, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can't. You can't just rely on smoke because smoke is a crutch and <laughs> therefore a sin. So it. it in terms of piano, you'll you learn, especially NCA, you have to lean on the fundamentals of infinity being mm-hmm. you've got to pick your gunfights, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to support troops and then complete the mission and then not yeah. because you don't have any of those other tools to fill in the gaps of, in in, um, in going around the enemy and picking those gunfights. You have to actually go, well, this one's this fight, I need to win this fight. So I'm right. going to do the things that I need to do in order to win it or have an alternate plan uh, in, in the event that I lose it to kind of get through. 
Right, so you get... Uh, you don't have any smoke, so you have to get very good at um, manoeuvring properly to get into the right yes. place. And you have yep. to learn which fights are wise to take, I suppose, and which fights aren't so wise to take. Yep. Mm. So, so it's, even, it's really even, fundamentals, yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've got your Mark Estate units, um, like the Klauswitz, mm-hmm. uh, Erland, you've got your um, Swiss Guard, you've got your Hexes. Um, you've got some variety of killer hackers that can bring in a, an impersonation marker for order. Yep. I mean. Um, however, sometimes they're probably for NCA, the killer hackers are more better for positioning your gunfighters to actually get a gunfight to avoid those mines and those other bad fights that they don't want to approach. Right. So, um, in that regards, in my personal view of NCA, I'd bring a killer hacker, mm-hmm. for example, a killer hacker, uh, a bolt killer hacker. Right. Um, mask it up, run it solo because it, it doesn't need any other support. Run it solo and then just go with its boarding shotgun and kill everything in the midfield because right. if they've got they've got mines, I can just bypass that mine, yeah. get into a, a position where then that mine's not going to trigger and then shoot <laughs> whatever I'm trying to shoot. So mm. that yeah, um, that makes sense. And running those bolts solo just works so well anyway with the marksmanship, exactly. right? They're so good yeah. for that. Um, yeah, that's a really smart use of things. Um, what's your take on the fire teams then in NCA? I mean, are you someone that tends to take a lot of solo pieces like the tags and the Swiss, or do you, do you use, um, the fire teams a lot as well? So I, I will always lean on a bolt core. My, my current iteration is a bolt sniper. Okay. A bolt. Hacker, mm-hmm. by Pandra, Bulleteer, and a machi- machinist or NCA machinist. Right, uh, right. This provides me a very good cross spectrum of, uh, of skills and guns and so forth, mm-hmm. um, as well as on point mach- uh, specialists. So I've got a, I've got a hacker, I've got a doctor, yeah. I've got a, I've got an engineer there that can kind of do. It's like a self-contained package, while it's probably not as heavy in the gunfighting side of things. A, a bolt, a multi-sniper is still a good close-range um, gunfighter, mm-hmm. especially w- with that bolt stat. Um, I have done well with using the multi-sniper bolt. However, mm-hmm. as a result, it's now high on people's targeting priorities <laughs> to throw a tag at it. Yeah. Um, if, if you haven't seen um, my game against... Uh, Rob Cantrell on on YouTube, so he he definitely made sure to put that bolt down really quickly. Yeah, um, yeah, and that can be leveraged. I just at the moment I've got to start mm. keeping it safe a little bit more mm-hmm. and stop relying on that BS nineteen <laughs> um, too yeah. much. Uh, but I have been looking at taking a lot more solo pieces um, in that regards because you can then bring a lot of those individual capabilities, enhance those uh, synergies that we mm-hmm. mentioned um, to bear and a, and a f- smaller footprint because a, yeah. a core is a very big uh, footprint and very hard to maneuver around. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. something like a uh, duos, like a really good 
duo that I want to give a um, give a go of is the twenty eight point Black Friar mm-hmm. with the Albedo MSV two multi rifle nano pulses drop bears with a CSU specialist. Oh, that so, yeah, that could work nicely, couldn't it? So the the uh, in the first turn, in a massive first turn push, that that um, equil- uh, that sorry, that um, Black Friar can push through those lanes where the uh, those MSV piece yeah. pieces are sitting over the top, and he just won't even be seen, allowing that CSU to be dragged along through that's, different locations. Yeah, that's good. Um, so he it is he's a very good piece. It's just with how I've been playing lately, he hasn't had a place in the force at the moment. So, um, but I, he brings the toolbox in terms of the visor yep. that, of an Aquila um, with the the versatility of a uh, of a bolt in that yeah, regard. That makes so sense. he's got. Um, yeah, he's got a lower ballistic skill than the Aquila, but he's not hackable. He's yep. got drop bears. He's able to kind of layer, um, layer his fighting approach. So he can throw out those those drop bears ahead of time and then step around the corner and uh, get into a gunfight. And then the opponent's got to pick whether or not they want to dodge and or go on the face-to-face to fight yep. this, this Black Friar and then take that take drop bear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's a very flexible profile, I think, with with the drop bears and the MSV yep. and, and the things like that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I actually really like um, a lot of the flexible solo pieces in NCA, and it's why I was first attracted to the faction um, all the yep. way back in N three, long time ago. Now I used to yep. run just a very basic uh, fusilier core and then run lots of solo pieces like the Swiss and tags and stuff Makes like sense, that. Yeah. And you can yeah. still do that now even, can't you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, one of the things that's changed a lot, obviously there are more wild cards now, so you can throw that bulleteer in, which is amazing. Love yep. a bulleteer in a link. So good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, he is, he's been a pretty good mainstay. There are times where I crave that, that, um, that bolt spitfire. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, for example, those solo pieces, um, I've been becoming leaning on that Swiss hacker again. Yeah. I have been tempted of taking the, um, walk winter four multi-rifle tin bot profile. Is that, is a is solo. that climbing plus that one? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, train nice. mountain and climbing plus. Nice. So, I want to use him as kind of a midfield um, zone control slash warband hunter. Like he's able to bully his way through and then kind of because he's got that firewall independently, he's able to take on those fights um, and just kind of just overwhelming firepower solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just if they've got some lower pointed warbands hoping to get that zone, Mm. Um, he can come in over the top and secure yeah. that zone for me in that regard. Right, so yeah. He, he's yeah. just, yeah, he's armor, he's armor four, and then he can just drop into suppressive fire, and it's like he can he can do what he needs to do by himself, um, but I, I haven't yet tried that out mm-hmm. yet. So 
It's just a just a bully piece, isn't it? You know, quite manoeuvrable, yep. quite tough. Uh, brings the timber, um, and what we've said multiple times through this discussion is like there are quite a few pieces like that in NCA. You know, things that are quite yep. flexible. They can bully staff. They can push forwards and be quite aggressive. Really, yeah, definitely. Mm. Solo pieces are very very good. Um, it's just sometimes. At the moment, with the uh, preference for links, it's kind of like, do I want to run it? But as the, as N4s evolves, I'm actually finding myself having fewer and fewer links and mm-hmm. more solo pieces because of that footprint. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Um, and we'll have to see how the fire team has changed, of course, because we're recording this episode probably just a couple of weeks or months Um before some fire team changes come but you know for now i think nca is in a spot where you can run that core bolt team if you want or you can leave it at home you know you've got that choice um exactly so the one time i don't take an uh a bolt sniper and take a traditional fusilier core with an orc fuel bark as my mm -hmm. aro piece is the one time i face with a a vanilla a left player with a maroot and some uh some smoke and promptly got piecemealed out of existence. <laughs> so, you know, if I had that bolt That's sniper, rough. I would have been able to respond um, far more effectively and be able to provide a threat to uh, to that to that tag. So, to that marrow, yeah. I mean, we we all appreciate that bolt in yeah. NCA. I mean, the MSV, the marksmanship, BS nineteen. Yeah, essentially, exactly. it, it's a real yep. monster, an absolute monster. Um, so you've said that you love the, the bolt fire team, get the sniper in there, get the bullets yep. here in there. Um, what else makes it into your lists? Like what's, what's the most common things in your Fugazi. lists? Um, is, is uh-huh. I just tap out those three Fugazi straight away. Um, leaning into mm-hmm. auxilia a lot at the moment. Yeah. Um, they are very good mm-hmm. defensive pieces. Um, they are yeah. like the Ford Observer is I find actually a really good self-contained um, offensive specialist that I don't mind losing. Like, he's not so expensive. Mm-hmm. He's not over-invested uh, in the event that he does get killed um, that I'm kind of, yeah, yeah cool. It, it was 15 points. Good job, mate. Let's move on to the bigger, the bigger things. So, and yeah. and as he's yeah. moving along, like if I don't have a target with that auxilia forward observer, um, I can drop some deployable repeaters and then ha- enhancing that that um, my bolt hackers or whatever hackers I've got on the table mm-hmm. uh, ability to reach out and put more ballistic skill downrange um, for yeah. uh, my gunfighters, for example. So, um, yeah, flexible piece the auxilia definitely auxilia definitely Fugazi. Been leaning on the mm-hmm. peacemaker to set up at least some yeah. level of midfield control. Um, I'll definitely, yeah. especially if I'm ending up going second, I'll probably deploy it more defensively. Um, I try to get them up on mm-hmm. roofs so that that repeater zone can start uh, taking effect straight away. Um, yeah. I'd like to take the peacemaker with the pit, Spitfire, and I have taken it in previous games from time to time. Uh, purely is that that layering of that uh, that gun piece as well, and the yeah. Evo hacker able to kind of throw out uh, marksmanship because it's its own repeater. Um, 
there as mm-hmm. well. Uh, what else do I lean towards? So, spoken about the Swiss hacker a couple of times. He's my he's my favorite profile for Swiss Guard at the moment. Um, okay. So he he's done he's done some good work. Um, I've had some bad luck with him, but he, he definitely has the potential to to push push his above his weight class. Mm. Um, especially even though he's sixty one points, he's still able to kind of contend a lot of uh, space especially when layered with the repeating network that NCA is able to bring. Um, yeah. So yeah. I I was originally turned off the Swiss Guard missile launcher because I had placed it wrong. It was my fault. I had basically one lane that was coverable in two places and another lane that was coverable in another place, and I had picked mm-hmm. one of the two lanes or one of the lanes that he didn't end, the opponent did not end up um, – walking down and nor did I have line of fire onto right. that other lane with the Swiss missile. So it was like 63 points right. just being a over, over expensive Swiss uh, cheerleader for the yeah. rest of my forces. And I'm like, what was the point? Yeah, and from there yeah. I went very overt. I took everything that started on the table. Um, but the Trinitarians kind of reinstated my trust in what hidden deployment is capable of doing. Um, and I've taken okay. that same approach from the Trinitarians, placed it into a Swiss guard hacker and he he can do work so a lot of people just see that hacking attachment being that he's going to get hacked into existence he's got a he's got a mark state he's got hidden deployment until i reveal him and even then he's yeah. still got a mark state so i i yeah. a lot of people are going oh mark state hackers are really good and it's like well he's a mark state hacker that has whip 13 and bts6 yes. and able to leverage the fairy dust so he's he's fairly solid yeah. uh, not only that but i tend to use him more as a close assault profile. So his multi-rifle, ounce 16, gives him BS, ballistic uh, skill 18. His surprise, at, yes, surprise attack kind of reduces the opponents by three. He can, his mimetism is, again, stacking those mods. Yep. So, like, if I reveal on somebody with ounce six sense, you're now at minus nine to sh- shoot back at me. He's yeah, got stealth yeah. as well, so he's able to sneak in and around some of those re- more uh, non-desirable AROs. Uh, for example, that uh, MSV big sniper piece sitting on top. So you'd mark a state, push across, or if they've got some kind of uh, zone of control capability like a jammer, he can bypass that. Um, That's really good. So yeah. that yeah. and because he's a hacker, he's a hacking device, most of the, he can push up, sit inside eight inches or leverage a repeater nearby with the peacemaker, throw down some spotlights to again enhance and enhance his uh, ballistic skill against uh, a potential target. So um, he reveals, throws down that whip 13, targets might resetting or hacking back on minus three because, or, or minus six because mm-hmm. you're coming from surprise attack. Um, and then yep. firewall as well, or depending upon if he's coming back through for a firewall. But typically, if I've got a Evo bot, he's got that firewall coming back uh, from Fairy Dust. So mm-hmm. you, you're typically taking a reset or a hack back at minus six. So while wow. um, yeah. while his hacking isn't amazing, it's those compounding synergies that kind of enable him to take the advantage in that regards. So then what he can yeah. do is mask back up. Uh, mark a state back up, 
step back around that corner, sit in cover, then go to engage that that target that he's just put uh, targeted on. He's now able to leverage surprise attack. So he's got ballistic skill uh, within good range, obviously. Sans any uh, mo- uh, modifiers, he's now ballistic skill 21. So you've got That's spotlight, yeah. good range, already ballistic skill 21, and then the opponent's soaking cover, mimetism minus six, um, and surprise attack on top. It's so just not fair. He's, it's not he's, fair. Yeah. yeah, and he can, you know, he's he's a very good close assault piece. It's just the hacking is a side component of that that I use to um, enhance his shooting and his bullying nature of it. Um, so, mm. like, yeah, heavy machine gun is good. However, preferring with a AP heavy machine gun. Um, well, of course, yeah. as as all of things. Um, the missile launcher is good, but Again, it kind of relies on your opponent giving you that opportunity, and like it, um, to me, it, it is a good opportunity. But it, it is a is a toss up in the coin. Is it is this opponent going to give me that opportunity to play paste his models, for example? So, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Especially with that first one. But I'm I'm really. Yeah, the burst one, I mean, it is very hit or miss, isn't it? I mean, sometimes you're on 18s because they're not in cover, very good. But other times, you know, you might be against some mimetism or they're in cover and and, and suddenly you miss that shot and and you kind of miss the opportunity a little bit. But I'm actually really impressed by what you've said with uh, regarding the Swiss hacker because I've just realized, obviously, you can fork enemy heavy infantry quite nicely with that as well, yes. can't you? You've got yep. um, the AP round threat of the multi-rifle yep. and you've got that hacking yes. as so well. So it's like you either – so you can either shoot me or if you're going to dodge or reese – like if you dodge, I'll just hack you as well. And then I'll right, get a normal right. roll regardless, oblivion you, and then I shoot you again and, you know. Yeah. So he's able – Sure, and if yeah. they shoot you – Sorry, I was just saying, if they shoot you, obviously your surprise attack yep. and mimetism. So, you know, um, that's yeah. not great so either. So even then, like, as well, as like if you're coming up against, say, for example, a Yujing uh, Imperial Army massive no-go-away type core with a whole heap of Shang-Chi's, yeah. it's like he can step around that corner, throw down that, that Oblivion beforehand to kind of isolate these models from one another and then mm-hmm. even then stacking those odds against them again. So they're not getting that burst two. They're not getting that uh, sixth sense. They're not getting that um, yeah. uh, that plus three ballistic skill. So he's very much a, a predator yeah. in that regards. Uh, when he activates, yeah. it just takes him a little bit more time to get into the midfield. So Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But I, I really like that idea that, of, of using him like that. Um, any thoughts on the tags in the faction? They work. Um, they're very solid. They do, yeah. they work. <laughs> yeah, so they do what they you pay them to do. Uh, the Erlen has taken some flack for being a little bit more expensive, like he's seven points cheaper mm. than the cutter. Um, however, yeah. NCA doesn't have the cutter. Of course. Um, that and that Marcus aid of the Cloyal Switz allows him to kind of get where he wants to go, destroy those anti, uh, those big pieces that might, destroy say for example the swiss guard or something like he can take the hits um in that retrospect and he's very much um Mm -hmm. 
quite capable and leveraging that surprise attack, that minimatism. So same concept um, mm. behind the Swiss hacker or Swiss guard hacker as uh, to apply with the Erlan, but use it yeah. more like a heavy machine gun as opposed to a close assault piece. You're using it as a long-range bully piece. The Squallows are ever reliable. They do what they you need them to do. Yeah, it's just it's quite a plain BS fifteen gun, yeah. isn't it? You, you don't you don't need really. much more. Like he has the grenade launcher. I find um, sometimes I take the NCO profile purely because I want the benefit of mm-hmm. using the lieutenant order without the risk of losing the lieutenant in the event that he goes down. Yeah. So, um, but I'm finding at times, if especially people who know how to lock Pano into their deployment zone, I want that grenade launcher profile mm-hmm. um, just purely to get yes. me some yeah. spots open or at least kind of clear out some of those units that are being able to, being so suppressive or force their heads down to uh, send a, uh, a Black Friar out into the open, for example, or some specialist mm-hmm. and just punch yeah. through that punch through that opening that I've just provided myself just by with that right. tag. Yeah, so while they they may seem plain, they do what you needed to do. They don't overprice. They're not underpriced. Absolutely. They're exactly what you expect them to achieve. So I like that that thought about the grenade launcher as well because you know a lot of people might think that it's easy to lock a pano player down, right? Because you know what they're going to do. They're going to try and push out, and and so you can try and keep them in yeah. their deployment zone. But if you're playing the squalo with the grenade launcher, you know, you can throw those grenades out and try and take some yeah. shots that way. Or if you're playing the Swiss, you can use that marker state to get yeah. out that way. Um, if you're playing the Garuda, you can walk on the side behind Definitely. them. So you have some really nice options. Uh, one of them in the tag, the squalo, to to kind of play yeah. around that. Thing. Or, um, and the Erlang can even yeah. do it just used by that marker state with 6-4. And it just goes, yeah. zip. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're going to discover me. I'll just remarker and then open up with a burst three fuel. Bar. Just keep going. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you're right as well, you know, the Ulan and tags like that do tend to be a little bit vulnerable to the CC stuff, don't they? Because it doesn't bring a flamethrower, if I no, remember No, so correctly. the Erlan doesn't. Uh, Squallow has a multi-pistol, so I'm not too concerned yeah. about that. Um, but every other tag apart from the cutter, so every every Pano tag has some form of flamethrower or APC um, AP close combat weapon or an explosive combat weapon in the right. event of the Seraph, for example, has some close range defense mm-hmm. capability, mm-hmm. whereas the Cutter doesn't. He's just yeah. got a multi heavy yeah. machine gun and a close combat weapon. And that's so, it. Yeah, yeah. So the Cutter is the least well rounded. What would you? What would you use in NCA to protect your Ulan or your Squalo? Like, are there any units that you so put nearby def- to, to keep them safe? Definitely the um, auxilia. Like, they'll provide a frontline defense okay. against yeah. that. Um, I have considered rolling a bulleteer heavy shotgun piece in a duo with the Squalos. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. For, for two reasons. One. In the event that the tag pilot comes out, the Squalo can, or the, the bulleteer can kind of take the lead. In that regards, mm-hmm. uh, especially mm-hmm. with its mimetism minus six, um, the bulleteer can run a defensive piece for the squallow. Um, in addition to the the squallow's multi uh, multi uh, pistol, that and typically since you've got to keep them within eight inches of each other due to coherency, 
you're bringing its own repeater. So in the event that the Squallow does end up um, being hacked um, or total control, you can come in then over the top and hack it back with total control or... Yeah, you can counter hack it. And then that bullet here is then already co-located for you to just... like You can deploy it. Mm. Um, You can end its turn in base-to-base contact. So like the bullet here... Is almost yeah, like running yeah. like that uh, that whole uh, Fugazi or Powerbot concept. Um, so you move the scholar up and the uh, and the mm-hmm. bulleteer in uh, base contact, just facing the other way to watch its back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got a repeater, you've got a corner guard, um, you've got a yeah, you've got a response in the event of a squallow getting total control as well because it's still got a para ccw and then you just invest in the time to kind of total control it back and then clear the states if uh, if the arm bot has kind of um immobilized the tag so right yeah that makes sense so uh just a note to people listening there's uh there's quite a common strategy that goes around which is that um if you're worried about your tag being total controlled, being possessed, basically, uh, you can leave an allied troop in base-to-base contact so that if your tag is possessed, it's instantly in CC. Um, and then, obviously, your opponent doesn't get to run around with the tag because it's stuck in close combat. And so if you drag that bulleteer around with you, you're bringing the repeater, which is amazing. You're bringing that shotgun, and you can leave it in base-to-base to essentially protect you from the possession state, which is really, really nice, actually. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a sweet synergy and I hadn't even thought about it before. So it, it's come off from a concept from the double Yoda meta uh, player that we have, uh, who's mm-hmm. just recently moved away where he, he doesn't try to fight the info war fire. He just brute forces his way through it with the Yodams, BTS nine, throw up fairy dust, sit yeah. a power or Fugazi in close contact and then shoot everything that sticks its head up. Um, Right, and then invest right. in like a command token to clear the state in his turn. So, um, yeah, it's it's same concept, yeah. uh, just achieved a different way mm-hmm. through a different synergy in NCA. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that a lot, actually. I'd never I'd never considered duoing the bulleteer and and an attack, but that's really cool. I like it. Um, well, let's move towards the end unless there's anything you'd like to add about uh anything else that goes into your list or do you think you're you've I, covered most of it i tend to experiment a lot um with it mm-hmm. as a result mm-hmm. sometimes i lose a lot as well however i can kind of get an idea of what i'd like to take and what i run with um so i've got right. i've got three three lists up ahead of time just completely different ones um so the yeah. my bolt bolt Core Swiss hackers and missiles. So this one, this one is mm-hmm. uh, my Swiss guard hacker, bolt sniper. That core yep. that I listed earlier being the multi sniper, the hacker, bipandra, bulleteer, yep. um, and NCA machinist. I have played this against or mm-hmm. played the first iteration of this in um, a game against Rob Cantrell on YouTube. You can see him absolutely destroy me on there mm-hmm. if you wish. Um, so two auxilia. <laughs> One is my lieutenant because they are actually quite capable lieutenants and if you do it properly, um, they're quite resistive towards getting assassinated because of that oxbot for that reason. Yeah, they can be. Um, So then I've got three Fugazi, one in the first group, a Peacemaker, Mm -hmm. a Clipper 
to leverage all this repeater um, coverage. Another auxiliar, uh, Evo nice. Hacker, two Fugazi in Group Two, and another Peacemaker. So I've got yeah. that two. That this is very much a asymmetric method. So, but at the same time, still yeah. leveraging Pano's typical way of just bullying through firepower. Um, it's just uh-huh. kind of if I've got problems that I can't get solved by direct fire. I have to go with uh, the peacemakers, hackers, and clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm. that and the the clipper. Apparently, I was, it was this year that I found out that clippers could find direct fire mode. I didn't know that. Um, so <laughs> I, I always just assumed that the clipper could just, you know, it was a as a guided thing. You could just hide it, and all right. it did was just send out guided missiles. Um, so what I've what I have done in the past is that, uh, especially in that game against Rob Cantrell, where I've pulled the clipper up to to direct fire and just rained uh, missiles down. And then again with that Evo hacker right. um, and and sufficient amount of repeater coverage, you can throw marksmanship on top of that as well. So not only yeah, if yeah. you're firing at something in cover, you you fire it with template mode. They're not benefiting from cover from you. Um, yeah, they're not getting cover from that template mode as well. That's nice. So that that is quite varied, isn't it? You've got the bolts, you've got the clipper, so you've got some guided uh, tricks and, and a couple of other tricks yeah, in there as well. So That's nice. this other one is is mm. leveraging the Erlan. Um, again, I go I go to my okay. um, my mainstay in core just because it's almost like a, a safety blanket for me. I know how it works. I know what to do sure, with it. Sure. Uh, it allows me to you know lean into more experimentation in that regards. So yeah. same core as listed, multi-sniper, hacker, by Pandra, um, NCA. I would prefer a bolt paramedic, but uh, one, points costs, and two, she's still a doctor. Um, sure. Ability is Spitfire. And then we've got the early end. So I'm, I'm actually currently tossing up to whether or not keeping him in group um, group one with the full 10 orders or throwing him into group mm-hmm. two. But as you'll see, I'll probably keep him in group one purely because of the rest of the list. So I've got three Fugazi uh, leaning in, filling yep. out the rest of it, and then a CSU uh, specialist operative running solo. Um, okay. Auxilia Lieutenant again, a Peacemaker, mm-hmm. uh, a Mulebot for that extra order, um, a mm-hmm. Mulebot Hacker, so the Evo Hacker and a Warcore filling out. So I've still got a one point left, yeah. uh, 5.5 Swick. Um, so the Auxiliar is the Lieutenant there is mainly his order pool is either to fuel the Peacemaker to go on a run in the midfield yeah. or fuel, yeah. fuel the Auxiliar to, to conduct some defense around my deployment zone uh, in that regards, especially if people right. start bringing on parachutists. So again, like sure. he's only Ballistic Skill 11, but you're layering it with a heavy flamethrower, um, and typically yes. you're operating yeah. at ranges where the combi rifle's good range comes into effect. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last one is um, Fusilier Core with the Orc Fullbark, Squallow, uh, and then mm-hmm. add favorites from there. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. it was just uh, unfortunate that the Orc just got absolutely demolished mm-hmm. by the Marut, but yeah, it can it can be unfortunate, yeah. can't it? But I think an orc in a in a fusilier fire team seems pretty strong against certain yeah, things. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, but honestly, most of the things I'll, I'll, I'll typically take a, a safety blanket for me to operate with. 
Um, I'll, I'll yeah. get those order generators going with the Fugazis. Um, sometimes some people will keep them up on ARO. I tend to put them prone so that, uh, one, to protect my order pool, two, to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. keep my repeater network intact as well um, so that I can yeah. leverage that yeah. widespread field to either stage dive heavy infantry with my bolt hacker and come in in an oblivion or spotlight yeah. or, or whatever. So it's, again, leveraging those synergies um, and not throwing away that, that ability to reach out and touch my opponent um, so yeah. needlessly. Like a, a stun only lasts, may kind of stall an, an attack run on a solo piece for one turn, but that won't like kind of solve second. Yeah, that won't solve no. the direct problem. No. So, yeah. but I'll, I'll typically have that safety blanket. I'll have one or two solo pieces. Um, I love Shona Carano. I, I have marched her across a field for, I think it was Mind Wipe or Looting and Sabotaging with a bolt core and just put the bolt sniper into base contact with the, the terminal and then just swung away with mm-hmm. Shona. So um, Shona is definitely making my lists purely as she can, even if mm-hmm. she sits by herself, she's sitting in the deployment zone and just threaten anyone who tries to approach. But she's definitely an anti-tag piece, yeah. anti-armor piece. So Yes, she can be, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The Locust, yeah. I want to I try more to use because I love the mm-hmm. idea of locusts. Um, I love the faction. Like my head cannon is usually a bolt fire team with a peacemaker and a locust hacker. Um, just providing overwatch onto the enemy. Like it was one of the stories mm-hmm. I was going to put into mm-hmm. the, the white noise story competition, but I kind of um, oh, nice. didn't get around to it because it was at the back end of, of their podcasts. So they were kind of starting to wrap everything up. Sure. Um, I've never found a use for diva functionaries. No. Really? That's interesting because I I find Davis to be um, reasonably uh, useful. So one of the strategies that I quite like in NCA that I've experimented with is um, spamming peripherals, like lots yeah. of auxilia, lots of peacemakers, and then maybe a Deva. Um, and you can run um, – oh, do they have – yeah, they have the Deva lieutenant with yeah. the Deva bot as well, which is like um, – it's like an auxilia but a bit yeah. tougher basically. So you've got two wounds and stuff. Um, so I've played a kind of meme list, um, that has like lots and lots of synced peripherals and it it was all right, actually. It's have not you, terrible. Have you seen my 13 um, more models than area? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I've, yeah, just I've seen throw your auxilia list, which is very more funny. auxilia at it. Definitely. Um, I think that's actually a quite a strong strategy in NCA is just using yeah. lots of peripherals. I just, I, again, for the points cost, I can get a bolt. You can. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. So that's when I'm when I'm list building. I look at the D round on. I'm paying the same amount of points costs. Twenty eight points costs for yes, a whip fifteen, but he's unlinked. Yeah, um, that's true. He has no that's way true. really apart from his high whip and BTS three to protect himself unless he's coming through a repeater. Whereas the bolt maybe whip mm-hmm. twelve, but he's veteran. He is, yeah. So he's not even vulnerable yeah. to uh, some yeah, programs. Exactly. So he's obliv- the oblivion um, doesn't affect him, um, which is fun because when people tried, I had a game with the bolt, uh, a bolt hacker, a NCA machinist, and an Aquila um, 14 uh, FTO option in a Harris 
pushed it through. Somebody put mm-hmm. an EM mine right next to the uh, not right next to the objective. I just ran the bolt up, tanked it, and going, yeah, cool, all right. I pushed the button, I win. <laughs> so um, that's really funny. Yeah, so you you can really leverage yeah. the veteran on the bolts because they just they completely yeah. ignore um, exactly. isolation. And, and like, yes, if I took him by himself, he'd be somewhat. Um, threatened by a killer hacker as are all things um but there have been times like against yu jing in, in particular where i had a zuyon core rolling down uh in into my deployment zone and the opponent's like what what's your aro and i'm like well i'll oblivion and he's like okay cool mm-hmm. Right, I reveal to be a whip, a, uh, a Tango K, KHD, so uh, Hollow Masters. Uh, I'm like, okay, my ARO doesn't change. And fortunately, I, I crit him and mm-hmm. obli- uh, oblivioned him and subsequently broke the link. Um, so completely stalled it. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not so much his survivability. He, he's got survivability. He's BTS6. He's fairly solid. Like I can, I yeah, can yeah. reasonably, especially if he's coming at me through a repeater. I can reasonably yeah. trust or accept the risk that you know I I have good odds to pass the save. Like there's always there's always the yeah, chance you that do. you lose it. You do. I have good odds that I'm going to pass the save. Um, yeah. But in the event that that Tango didn't reveal, I've still thrown out an Oblivion on a link leader HI. So yeah, yeah, it's really so yeah, and it's like that's I get all of that for one point cheaper. And I get a ballistic skill 13 marksmanship boarding shotgun with EM mines and arm two, as opposed to a diva functionary. It's that's yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. That's the thing. So the diva functionary is competing against me with bolts, and and bolts mm-hmm. kind of bring a bigger mm-hmm. toolbox to the game than than just a whip 15. So yeah, and. I, I, and I can definitely see that now that bolts have received the treatment they did in N4, they just I, look so I good. I wish they, they had so kept good. my immunity though, because you know. Well, with BCS exactly. six, I like mean, armor yes. six, going, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. just going to face tank yeah. the monofilament. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm not sure that would have been a good idea. Well, to be honest with be... you, uh, keeping keeping them uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> with bioimmunity, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's quite a good rundown of NCA. We've talked about how you know they're the they're the kind of protectors of Pano's like capital capital kind of world. Um, they are often criticised for being one dimensional, but actually, if you dig a bit deeper, there are tricks and synergies in there. Lots of synergies with um, using kind of bulleteers, using peacemakers, using the Evo yep. hacker. Um, you've got some nice maneuverable pieces marker states on uh your killer hackers marker states on your swiss guard and then you've got the garuda and of course then you've got the direct aggression the raw aggression of the bolts so it's actually quite a nice quite a neat sectorial you've just gotta you've just gotta know how to achieve the same way you want to that you've done with other factions like asa is very much um your Mm more defensive slash asymmetric style of Pano, whereas yeah, yeah. NCA is Pano if it was a sectorial type thing. That That is what, mm-hmm. if Vanilla was a sectorial, it would be NCA. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a very pure play style, yeah. isn't it, in many ways? Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, so I, 
I love NCA and its ability to kind of leverage multiple different styles of fighting while at the same time still having that foundation where you've you've got to punch you've got to be patient with nca you can't like you either what you want to do is either they're very good in their efficiently winning a face-to-face role um in in the shooting and then what you can do Mm -hmm. is either keep up that that pressure on those those shooting attacks and stuff like that uh for a later yeah later turn roll through with your specialists or you take that immediate I'm I'm failing guards, I'm dodging prone into cover. All right, from now I'm gonna like push that uh, Garuda into that hole you've just made and then go in for the objective. Right. Um or you you right. run um that hexa or Swiss hacker into that that hole. So you you've gotta mm-hmm. open up your own um pathways um and then you kind of have you yeah. know, oh crap, I didn't expect you to have that Texas hacker hiding there and then just kind of coming mm-hmm. in for that mm-hmm. easy touch touch button. So it's it's very much you, you want to leverage the face-to-face in order to set yourself mm-hmm. up for either not having uncontested objectives. So um, so you're not you're not having to throw your specialist into that face-to-face. Um, to, to push through right. into getting into that that uh, that button in that regard. You, you get yeah. other people to do it so for you, you. Yeah, right. So you've got the gunfighters. You can use that raw aggression, open yep. up a hole, then apply the specialist, press the button, yeah, exactly. win the game. Yep. It's as easy as that. So kill really? everything and then walk um, in, touch yes. button, win. Yep. Classic pattern. Basically, or really. you touch button once and then you kill everything and you still win. So Yeah. So either way, you kill everything. That's Annihilation, it, that's the only way Annihilation is key. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. Just... Um, nice. Yeah, it's it's all good with NCA. I really enjoy that playstyle, and it's so fun, you know, to leverage some of those big guns. There's just there's nothing like yeah. the S15. It's so, it's so, so powerful. I think I think that probably the biggest criticism of them is that there's no pizzazz. You can probably say the one mm-hmm. the one down thing that many people argue about NCA is that there's no pizzazz, and it's true, but everything does what you expect it to do outside of obvious profiles. Um, everything does what you pay yep. it to do, and that's what you want. You want reliable, yeah, yeah. consistent, good performance, and that's what NCA will typically do outside of obvious um, bad rolling, which I am regularly victim to. So, <laughs> Which you're liable to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's, um, it's a combat yes. workhorse. Sectoral, isn't it? A lot of combat workhorses, right? Um, just very strong, yeah. reliable, good yeah. shooters. If you understand, um, if you understand yeah. and work around their weaknesses that they have, that they, they they get the job mm-hmm. done um, purely because yeah. you're able to go, okay, this is a very obvious weakness. What do I need to do to either spend the orders to enable me to get in there, or what do I need to bring um, in the event that this goes wrong? Yeah. Yeah, so how to play around the um, the the mistakes and things exactly. that go wrong. Yeah. All right. Do you have any final thoughts on NCA, or do you think you've kind of covered most of the things that you wanted to say about um, them? Ultimately, you you want to experiment with them. Don't just fall into the typical orc fullback tag specialists 
as yeah. to flavor. Um, try out new things. Don't mm-hmm. don't just fall into it because then you become predictable. And if you become predictable, people right. are able to tailor their lists against you and l- subsequently lock you into that deployment zone, which you, which we cannot, um, we don't like to mm-hmm. have. You done. can't allow that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so it's just overall, I, they are can be perceived as very much a force of N3, mm-hmm. but they have benefited from the new N4 style of play. Yeah, um, they have. Because they it, have. it's involving other factions not being able to leverage that amount of order pool generation where yeah. NCA was already running at this 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 level as well. So Yeah, it's true. NCA aren't forced to play everybody else's game. Now everybody else is forced to play NCA's game. That's just That's true. Yeah. Um, other forces are able to get more efficiency out of those orders that they spend through either being uh, closer to the objective or being able to kind of sneak around through uh, smoke and be able to pick their fights uh, a mm-hmm. little bit bigger. So um, yeah. they're able to do it, like, especially in things like firefight where you get a 16-inch deployment zone and all your guns are in good range already. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Um, and then like, especially in those fighty missions where your objective is to fight people, they, they can lean into that really, really they're well. Excellent, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sometimes their, their gunfighters are also their specialists as well, hence the, mm-hmm. the Swiss hacker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just whether or not you want to, what you want to do with the list, um, understanding its vulnerabilities, like with all list building, like honestly, it's just understanding the mission, understanding what you have available, um, understanding what you want to achieve with your link and how you can uh, use each unit within your list to support the other units uh, because sometimes the enemy is a little bit um, fluid. You don't know what's going to occur in a tournament. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you kind of want to bring all your tools with NCA um, but sometimes you can't get all of them at the same time. No, of course. So, I mean, some of them are very expensive as well, right? Yeah. Like I, think- I, I love having the Aquila, um, but at times he's a little bit too pricey for uh, a yeah, multi-MMR and MSV3. Um, can be, yeah. So it's like, yeah. One of the things that I'm thinking as well is on your point about N4, um, I think... NCA does two things really well in N4. The first is that I think in a world where everyone's limited to 15 troops, aggression can be very powerful, right? Because you kill three or four troops and suddenly that's a third of a list or close to a third of a list. And that's that's a really powerful thing to be doing. And the second thing that I think NCA do really well is because you've got peacemakers and auxilia, you have these peripheral units that you can trade away. Yeah. And you don't lose anything. Yeah. That's so good. Like having units that you can, you know, just use as AROs, let them die and lose literally nothing, not even an order, I think is really good in the N4 world. Yeah, definitely. Like those Oxbots have saved me so much time and effort through just throwing it into a mine. Yeah. You know, if it's uh, if it dies, it dies. And then kind of stepping around that corner with that, that lane now open to push forward with something else. or yeah. um, And then being able to, in a defensive role, uh, being able to layer 
or force the opponent to pick one or the other um, is, is very good as well. And, and yeah. I think uh, the peripherals are now starting to be experimented with, whereas NCA yes. has kind of been um, doing that for a long time now. It's just it has comes in waves. Um, mm-hmm. So while everyone's starting to now lean into the peripherals and the ability to, to leverage that concurrent activities, um, NCA has kind of already been doing it. Yeah, NCA has been doing it for a while, actually, yeah. I would say. Um, well, that's certainly all of my thoughts on NCA. It feels as though we're coming to a bit of a close yeah. there. Um, any, anything else or are you, are you good? Are you feeling good about this? No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm fairly good. Like a lot of, a lot of other, um, a lot of piano factions have kind of, um, because of their requirement to lean on certain profiles that I haven't typically found as useful. Uh, in NCA has kind of opened up my eyes to um, things like the Hexa Sniper and stuff like that because yeah. it's like, again, that that having my hand bitten by that loss of the uh, Swiss missile launcher just sitting in a lane where he, he's doing nothing. So um, NCA is, as all, as all factions could be, there's some fine-tuning that could be done, uh, but overall they're in a fairly decent place uh, just as long as the person is aware of the vulnerabilities uh, and how to prevent that deployment zone lockdown, um, because if you get locked down, it's it's not a fun gaming experience, especially when you just keep trying. You've got to keep throwing those units, and each one, as you get lower down the list, they're not as capable as that Swiss hacker, and you're kind yeah. of just throwing them up against that wall. Then, um, so you've got to achieve achieve that early or have a backup plan in case things go sideways um yeah you've, you've got to have a backup plan haven't you yeah really. definitely yep uh whereas people can kind of bust through that that deployment zone lockdown fairly easily nca kind of has to lean into it so they do yeah all right well this has been a great a great episode i think i, I really like nca um and it sounds like you've been playing them you know tried a lot of different things yes. with the faction yeah, definitely trying new things, losing a lot, a lot of the time. Like, I, I if I if I find uh, something I I like in a list, even if I lose, I'll kind of go, I like that part, and take that yeah. away as my win, um, and kind of go, oh yeah, how can I try this new thing and combine it with other things? So I'll always losing to me is not quite as bad. It, it does get demoralizing, um, but ultimately it's it's more fun when you kind of start to see where things can fit together and it's yeah. actually really nice when it all just starts smoothing out and it's like, well, mm-hmm. I didn't expect NCA to be able to do that. Right, um, right. And it's like, yeah, nice. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that though. You know, there's a lot of um, fun and, and learning to be had from losing a game but trying out new pieces and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, yep. And pushing your faction, right? Pushing yeah. your faction to do things that you didn't think was possible, right? Like if you looked at NCA for five seconds, you'd probably say this faction is garbage at hacking, right? It's, but yes. actually that's not necessarily true. If you look carefully and try some different strategies out, like that bolt hacker is really interesting yeah. as a piece because of the veteran and the BTS six. 
Yes. Um, Especially as a, a, the killer hacker version is able to take a, a place as a fairly cheap 25-piece uh, gunfighting um, mm-hmm. piece with his boarding, a marksmanship boarding shotgun. Uh, That's nasty, EM, yeah. EM mines. Um, like he's got, he'd have a killer, like a cyber mask, mar, uh, mark state. So mm-hmm. he's able to kind of go off into your, into the, the, the wild in the midfield. Even if he's having to walk it there, he's still able mm-hmm. to pick the fights that, uh, prefer. Um, and then he's not concerned by being isolated, nope. even through EM, EM as well. Um, and he's still providing like a regular order. So, paying for uh, protecting your order pool in the event you go into Lost the Lieutenant. Yeah, it's great. Well, so. it's great. Really yeah. nice piece. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all I have time for tonight, to be honest yeah, with man. you. Um, I think we're just been... rambling and talking chaff now. So. <laughs> Definitely. But, you know, a lot to say about Bolts. They, they're great profiles and they do so much. And I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you've kind of drawn attention to them. You've tried them in fire teams. You've tried them solo. It's yeah. really good. It's all good experience. I, I, um, yeah, definitely yeah. try all the profiles, even if some are perceived as not as good, um, <laughs> just purely because eventually they'll work in something and then you'll be remembering that time where they do work right. and then you'll be like, I know exactly what I need to take for that solution. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think it makes you a stronger player ultimately as well, doesn't it? Because you have that breadth of experience to draw from and you can yeah. say, actually, you know, I've, I've seen this work or I've seen this not work. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's important. Yeah, um, but I think that's all we have for today, listeners. So thanks for tuning in for another episode of whip 12. This has been a, a podcast with head chime today and antipodium bolt talking about NTA. Um, but that's all for today. Thanks and see you. Mm-hmm.